You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Welcome to Ruv English. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. Today, in the middle of Eurovision mania, in the middle of Eurovision week, we head to Husavik, which is a town in the north of Iceland that has become very closely associated with the Eurovision Song Contest, probably to the surprise of many people in Husavik. And you might know why, you might not. Let's find out more today with Ulligur Ullison, who is in charge, I guess, of the Husavik Eurovision exhibition and this Eurovision week this is must be like Christmas for you right now this is Christmas in Usavik yeah that's true and uh, this movie was such a blessing for this town of course it came out during during the uh, the uh, height of the pandemic so yeah. uh, Usavik being a town that relies so heavily on tourism it was uh, a real treat for us to get something fun and exciting for a time which was very slow yeah, and that film, if if anyone hasn't seen it, this is the film that stars Will Ferrell, who it turns out is a big fan of Eurovision, but also Iceland as well. He's very passionate mm-hmm. about the country. So without too many spoilers, he plays somebody who grew up watching the Eurovision Song Contest in his parents' house in Husavik, determined to become a Eurovision success for Iceland. It feels like it was unexpected that no one thought a film would be made in Husavik about Eurovision with a Hollywood celebrity playing the part. Yeah, true, true. But it was uh, also part of what Eurovision is. Eurovision is such a big thing and it connects so, I mean, it connects vastly different places. And uh, it's nice because we're sort of on the edge of this whole thing uh, here on the northern coast of Iceland. So, it, of course, it was a surprise, but I think uh, they, they did it beautifully. They, they, uh, it was a nice uh, sort of story about Eurovision. It's funny and they're making fun of it. But of course, Eurovision is like that. You, I mean, you can't really not make fun of it. Yes. Uh, but they did it in a nice way. And they, they portrayed the town in a beautiful way. And they left so much in this community that we have taken on uh, to do new things. Uh, so mm. it was an incredible opportunity. And we tried to do the best of it. And it was filmed in the town. Lots of it was set there of course but much of it was actually filmed in Husavik so this wasn't again about some Hollywood celebrity just pretending that this was all happening in Husavik that the town really benefited from the the presence of the crew I guess yeah exactly and uh, of course this song uh, this movie has this song called Husavik a tribute to our town and uh, we decided here in town we have to do the most of this song this song is so beautiful and uh, people all around the world were like were loving this song, and I think even though it's about Husavik, uh, it's it comes out during a time when so many people are stuck either at home or away from home during mm. COVID, mm. and so a song about the hometown really resonated with people in this uh, sort of situation that everyone was facing. So I think a lot of people connected more to this song because of the time when it came out. And uh, in a way, Husavik became everyone's hometown through this <laughs> yes. song. And uh, we decided here in town that we would do everything possible to get this song nominated for an Oscar because it stood a chance to be nominated. And we started our own Oscar campaign here. And uh, we made videos that went completely viral. They were shown on Good Morning America and all sorts of big programs. And uh, the song actually was nominated. So that gave us a chance to do a performance of the song during the actual Oscar ceremony. So it, it's been a it's been a fairy tale for Husavik, really. This uh, this whole story, the filming, and then the Oscar thing the next year, 
and now the museum and uh, yeah, we're getting yeah. people from all over Europe but we're also getting a lot of people from America uh, the, the film played very well in, in, in the States and uh, Will Farrell has such a big community of fans there and they are doing a pilgrimage all the way up to Husavik to see the costumes, to see the locations and, and to take it all in well, we'll play that song now and, and carry on with our conversation in just a few moments. Again, if you haven't seen the film, this song about Husevik plays a very important role. All by myself With this great big world before me But it's all for someone else I've tried and tried again to let you know just where my heart is to tell the truth and not pretend all i needed was to get away just to realize that i was meant to stay where the mountains sing through the screams of seagulls where the whales can't live because the gentle The Oscar-nominated song about Husevik from the Eurovision Song Contest, the Story of Fire Saga film, which of course has led to the exhibition that we're discussing today as well. So let's talk about, I want to talk about the Yaya Ding Dong Bar as well in a few minutes, Ollie. but the exhibition, if someone goes to Husevik to see the exhibition, what will they see? 
So in this exhibition, we have we have three different exhibitions in there. One is about Iceland's history in Eurovision. So you will see all the iconic dresses that the Icelandic uh, contestants have worn through the years. Uh, this, you can read the stories of the songs and, 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 and how they came to be. And we, of course, show videos of these songs. In our main room, we talk about the Eurovision as a general, like the whole contest, how it connects Europe, how it has influenced fashion, how it influences languages. It's, it, it's been such a big part of our identity as Europeans for a long time. And then the last room is dedicated to the movie, to the Netflix movie uh, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. And Netflix has generously lent us all of the uh, costumes we wanted to borrow from the film. Uh, including, and I'm not going to uh, go into much detail if people haven't seen this movie, but there's an arm in there in a glass box, glass display. Uh, <laughs> and uh, if you've seen the movie, you know what that is. And that's actually the most expensive prop from all of the props okay. in the film because it, it's it's a replica or it's a cast of uh, Demi Lovato's arm uh, that was made specifically for this film. So there's a lot of interesting things to see in there. And outside, we have a replica of the elf houses from the movie. So uh, people have been loving coming here and 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 seeing all of these things. And uh, this movie yeah. uh, has brought so much, uh, so many smiling faces into our town, and it has lifted the spirits of everyone in Husavik because you have all these people flocking in because of the movie. They're all coming here, coming with a big smile and leaving with a big smile. So it's nice. Now the bar, the Yaya Ding Dong bar which you talk about on the website as well you say it's the place that you'll never have to beg the dj to play yeah yeah ding dong which of course is the instruction <laughs> no, but, they, but they still do they still do and they yeah. they shout it quite loudly sometimes <laughs> is it just on a loop do you play it all the time <laughs> no but i'm, I'm gonna guess it's played probably more than 10 times every day though and, and probably close to 20 even so it, it i would say not an hour goes by <laughs> I suppose is in a way it's like old Eurovision, isn't it? You talked about the history of Eurovision. Indeed, here on Roof English, we went through every single one of the Icelandic entries since 1986, just a few days ago. And Yaya Ding Dong is maybe what someone's impression of what a Eurovision song would have sounded like 20 or 30 
Yeah, years yeah. ago again it's done affectionately you can tell that whoever's created that is obviously someone who loves eurovision yeah and and, and the songwriting team is composed they have songwriters from both the states and also from sweden and of course sweden has been so big in eurovision and they have songwriters who really know what they're what they're doing in in terms of writing these songs i mean this film has about 20 new songs each of them could have been a eurovision song uh really so it's uh, it's the soundtrack is great. Yeah, the very first time we were ever in Husavik was when we came to Iceland to drive around the whole country in 1998, actually, yeah. at a time when there were far fewer tourists and visitors than there are just now, and we wanted to go whale watching in Husavik, but we we called the mobile phone of the guy who was running the tours, and he said, "Well, I'm actually in London right now selling <laughs> the whale watching tours." in Europe, so we never had a chance to do it on that first trip. I mean, that was really what Husevik was known for in terms of tourist attractions. Now yeah. it's this, as well as the will. Well, well Husevik, has, Husevik has a lot of little stories, actually. Yeah. And uh, I'm working with uh, Wizard Husevik now. We're making an ad about Husevik, telling all, all these tiny stories. I mean, Husevik is the first place where the Vikings came and built a house. That's why we are called Husevik. It's a small bay with a house. House yeah, House Bay. And uh, in two, 250 years ago, the first ski school in the world is founded in Husavik, of all places. Uh, I mean, the, the American Apollo astronauts, they trained around Husavik before they went to the moon. And they, they are returning here uh, 50 years later to look at the town. And uh, at some point, 20 years ago, the, the local consul was thinking about importing crocodiles to Husavik. I mean, there are so <laughs> many small and fun stories and... and yeah. uh, I'm not sure many small towns in the world have so many incredibly interesting stories. And and then, of course, the Oscars. I mean, who, who can make this up? <laughs> yeah, and you talked about the success in America of the film and the fact that that's raised the profile, not just of Husevik, obviously, but of the Eurovision Song Contest as well, because mm -hmm. Eurovision was a sort of niche crazy thing that Americans probably knew absolutely nothing about apart from a few hardcore fans. And this will rub off in Husavik as well, I guess, with the visitors that you're getting. And people associate this movie so much with Eurovision because that's the way they heard about this. And imagine for people in the States who have never heard about Eurovision, they see this movie and they think, is this a real thing? And they go on, on YouTube and they find 60-year catalogue of music. Uh, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a, an incredible treasure to, to discover. Well, we're talking on Tuesday afternoon, a couple of days before the second semi-final, which is when Delia will discover her fate. No doubt at all she's going to qualify for the final. It's, it's pretty certain the final taking place this Saturday. As I said at the start of the conversation, this must be a very busy week for, for you it's then, is it? It's very busy, and, and uh, <laughs> a lot of people choose to come to Husavik to watch Eurovision and to be in in. Uh, to okay. be able to walk around the town and see these houses and to visit the museum and the bars and everything. So, yeah, it's a busy week for Husavik. And so in the town then, will the bars and various other places be showing this? Yeah, the Eurovision will be playing on big screens uh, in many places in town. And, and uh, probably the biggest oh. screen will be in the actual Eurovision Museum. So you'll be open for the event? Yes, of course. Okay. I was going to ask where you were going to be watching Eurovision, but I think you maybe just answer the question then. Will you dress up for it? I might. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Not that <any> best. <laughs> Challenge accepted. You're open all of this week, but you aren't just open in Eurovision week, are you? The exhibition is open during the summer months. It's open every day. Uh, and uh, and it's, it's become a very popular thing to do here in town, to, to, to see all these costumes and to 
get your selfie with the uh, with all the things that Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams wore for the movie. Mm. So a lot of people come in there and, and uh, yeah. want to see this. I mean, it's a bit like the Christmas Garden in Akureyri, which is busy all year round. Yeah. Gets busier, I guess, towards Christmas, but it's always mm. busy. You'll you'll be just as busy in October, November, probably. Yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it's uh, and tourism has become a little bit more stable. Of course, the season is is the summer months, but we're getting more people in the off season now. It's it's becoming more more stable. Okay, well, I'm going to let you go because I know how busy you are this week, and um, it's not going to get any less busy between now and Saturday for sure. Oh. Enjoy the contest. I have no doubt that you will. Oli, thanks very much indeed. If you want to find out more about the museum, Eurovision Husavik, all one word, dot com, Eurovision Husavik dot com. We'll put a link to that on the article that accompanies this show as well. It's Roof English and I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. If you want to get in touch with us, you can anytime. We are English at R-U-V dot I-S. Oh, and um, Alf from Eastland. You're listening to the Roof English Podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.